This is Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. Your host, Carl Valeri, has over a decade of experience counseling pilots. Aviation Careers Podcast will help you navigate towards your aviation career goal. Here is your host, Carl Valeri. Welcome to Aviation Careers Podcast, informational, inspirational, aviation career podcast where we talk everything aviation careers. You know, the airline industry has changed over the past decade, causing a hiring spree at the airlines. In the past, helicopter time was not even considered by the airlines as flight time. Fast forward to today, and we now see rotor transition programs at many of the regional airlines. Some are even paying for your ratings. Through our coaching services, I've worked with many helicopter pilots in formulating the best path towards a career with the airlines. Most who I work with are transitioning to the fixed wing due to the job opportunities and the financial benefits of being an airline pilot. But what if being a helicopter pilot is your passion and your life's ambition? Well, joining me today is Pam Landis, assistant editor of Rotocraft Pro Media Network. Pam and I uh, discussed uh, careers in helicopters a couple episodes ago. Actually, a couple years ago. That was back in 2015. I think it was episode uh, number 92. And uh, boy, uh, just a person that's really passionate about aviation, passionate about helicopters and the training industry. Uh, but before we get started, I have a couple of announcements. Uh, first of all, some of you have been asking me, uh, can I help create an aviation resume and cover letter. This is probably the most popular question I get. Both through our career coaching and our online courses, we provide that information on how to create a cover letter and a resume. Part of that is for free. So if you go to find out more, go to aviationcareerspodcast.com slash courses. And of course, if you want me to go over it and uh, the other staff here to review it, aviationcareerspodcast.com slash coaching, sign up for your initial session, send us your resume, and then we'll do a, do a whole session, a career coaching session for an hour, which includes going over your resume and uh, cover letter. And uh, But anyway, today, uh, Pam is with us. Pam Landis, again, was back in October of 2015. We talked helicopters, and we've been had a lot of people on the show since to discuss helicopters. And, and Pam, boy, you're involved in everything. And, and gosh, welcome back to the podcast, uh, Pam. This, it's awesome having you back on. Well, thank you so much, Carl. It's my honor to be back here. I truly do enjoy getting to talk about all things aviation. Well, just as a quick review, I mean, you're the assistant editor at the, well, you can tell us at the, uh, at the magazine you're with, or actually the, the media network you're with, but you do many different things. Yes, I am the assistant editor at Rotorcraft Pro Magazine, which is part of Rotorcraft Pro Media Network. I'm also the flight school manager at University Air Center in Gainesville, Florida, and I'm also leasing helicopters through Touchtone Helicopters out of California. So, yeah, I'm an aviation junkie. And <laughs> that's good to hear. If it's helicopters, I know you love being around it. We've talked about your passion for helicopters and and just it is such an amazing industry. It's also an amazing lifestyle and uh, the actual piloting of a helicopter to me it it's really interesting. It's like it's like being a bird but a hovercraft and and just being able to float above the ground which I've never really had in an airplane until I discovered helicopters. Uh, I absolutely I recommend any fixed wing pilot get out there and try out helicopters. I I'm sure you would agree with that one. I think I would. Yes. There's actually a young man that's uh one of my assistants here and he has actually gotten his private pilot's license in fixed wing and just went out and did his first hour in the helicopter and he said, "Wow." He said, 
talk about a difference of flying. He said I, he truly enjoyed it. So I think I may have a convert in, in yeah. my midst. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to hear it. And one of the things that is, you know, it's tough for me is a lot of the folks that I, I speak with, and we, we struggle with this as far as should I go back into the helicopter industry or should I move into the airline pilot industry, uh, fixed wing, and most of the folks I work with are those that are transitioning from the military. About 10% are civilian helicopter pilots. So this is a really important conversation we're going to have here today. And I know there's some people that are still on the fence, people I've been coaching and the listeners have been writing in, you know, which direction should I take? Uh, I'm going to make a general statement. Uh, it's follow your passion is really important. And if you can't live without helicopters, figure out how to keep that in your life uh, somehow, just like Pam has done through her life. And I think that's really, really important. So that's a general statement for me, of course. Uh, but uh, I, know, I don't know how, Pam, how you feel about that. I have to co agree completely with you. You know, when people always ask me, well, which way should I go? I ask them, what is it that you want to fly? What is your true passion? And if it's helicopters, definitely follow helicopters. There are jobs out there. The industry is still... It's still a good industry to be a part of. You just, you know, have to find your your niche and, you know, be out there talking to the right people and getting to, you know, the right jobs. But if you love airplanes, fly airplane. What a, an amazing industry right now that's growing leaps and bounds. So there's there's so much need out there for both pilots. Um, you know, I I just tell everybody follow your dream, follow your passion, and if you're not really sure. You know, start with one and do an add-on of the other. You know, it's just as easy. One of the things, at, you know, here at University Air Center, we had all airplanes. I brought on helicopters here because I'm finding that a lot of people really do want a little bit of everything. And they really don't know because they've never been exposed to, you know, airplanes or helicopters. So, you know, it gives them a, a nice opportunity to be able to go out and, and find out what their passion is. So, Pam, you're uh, just to review your qualification. You're actually a, you're an instructor and a commercial pilot, right? Yes, I am. Okay, and you've been doing this for quite some time. You've taught quite a few helicopter pilots out there, so uh, you've been exposed to many different people that have gone through these same struggles. Just like you were saying, you know, follow what it is you want to do uh, and put a plan together, because there there definitely are jobs out there for helicopter pilots. So uh, let's talk a little bit about that. But but a general statement also, I want to I want to say this, and and I know a lot of my coaching clients will say they've heard this over and over. Don't do it for just the money. Uh, you have to do it because you really enjoy it. I see people that are transitioning to becoming an airline pilot, and many times, 20 years into the career, when they're making quite a bit of money, they keep talking about that old job they had flying helicopters in the Army, and they miss that passion. Figure out a way. So if you're in that, in that situation right now and you're listening, do me a favor. Go go down to one of these flight schools and go go get it with an instructor in a helicopter and go fly. You may find this might be another avenue for you to rekindle that passion. If you're earlier in your career, you know, seriously think about it. I know I understand. I get it. The pilot salaries are so high right now. But uh, but make sure you do something that, that you're truly, truly passionate about. So uh, I know that the career as a helicopter pilot, the averages are very similar to commercial pilots in general. And if we look at it as an industry as a whole, uh, when you move on to the airline pilot side, that's where most of us keep focusing on and the opportunities to make a lot of money. Uh, but then again, uh, money's not everything. It pays the bills. So if you 
plan properly, just like all the other helicopter pilots we've had on this show, you plan properly, you're going to have a wonderful career and a wonderful life as a helicopter pilot, either commercially or as a flight instructor. Uh, Pam, you talked about the industry and uh, as far as careers are concerned. We're seeing uh, a big uh, sucking sound in the, in the aviation industry. We need pilots. How about in the helicopter industry? What are you seeing right now? Well, you know, we've been seeing where the helicopter industry has been a little bit quieter than the fixed wing world. Uh, just, you know, I always tell everybody our helicopter industry really kind of follows the oil and gas industry. When fuel prices drop, so do the helicopter jobs. When the oil prices go up, so do the jobs because we're doing more flights to the oil rigs. We're training more overseas people. Uh, they're flying to the oil rigs. You know, so there's definitely more jobs that way. But there's always helicopter jobs no matter what. We have, we have fire. We have police. We have um, uh, search and rescue. We have corporate. We have, you know, just all sorts of different areas of jobs that. You know, the helicopters are still being used, but it's funny. We just got a report out from our Helicopter Association International just a couple months back, and they have the results of a new study confirmed that the helicopter industry is expected to face a serious shortage of qualified pilots and maintenance personnel over the next 18 years. They're saying they're predicting that there'll be a shortage of about 7,700 pilots in the United States between 2018 and 2036, which when you compare that to the airlines, it's not a huge number, but we're also a smaller group of pilots. So 7,700 pilots, you know, over those next 18 years, that's a huge amount. So, um, you know, we are very concerned about this. So there are going to be the jobs there for the helicopter pilots. So the people that are interested in becoming helicopter pilots, they start their training today they build up their hours over the next two, three years. They're going to be in line for this big deficit that we're going to have of pilots where we're going to be needing it. So it the we're going to have a shift. You know, the airlines will be full of pilots. They'll always be looking for new pilots, but we'll also be looking then for more helicopter pilots. So I think that'll take over the, the big shortage of pilots. You mentioned this organization. Uh, you called it the Helicopter Association International. Uh, really a, a great organization to get a lot of information. They have that. We talk about the Heli Expo and stuff like that. I, I highly recommend people, I'm sure you would, to definitely look at their websites. Uh, Rotor.org is actually the website. And uh, they have a, a lot of in information, just like you related. You know, don't listen to us. Go out there and find out the information on your own and find out those statistics. And they, they produce a lot of that information. Uh, another, you know, one of the other cool things they have, like, uh, what do you call it, uh, museums. They, they uh, donate to scholarships. They do all sorts of really, really cool stuff. Um, what, you know, what's interesting is I, I get this question all the time. They're like, well, I'm here and I have my, all my ratings as a helicopter pilot. I'm trying to make this decision. I, you know, this regional airline is willing to pay for me to get my ratings, fixed wing ratings. You know, I, I don't know, you know, I'm having a tough time because I love helicopters. Uh, but I, I look at what's happening with airlines right now and I struggle with that decision. And, uh, you know, with somebody like that, it's, you know, we do a lot of coaching with, with folks like that. One of the things that I think is important, again, is to assess, you know, your goals in life, et cetera. Uh, but, 
I'd like to hear what your viewpoint is on someone who comes with that question. Like, here I am, I, I'm, I'm at this crossroads. You know, I see the airlines, they're going to pay for my rating. What do I do? You know, and it is a really tough question to answer because, you know, me being a helicopter pilot, and I know people that have the passion to be a helicopter pilot, but yeah, they are having that carrot dangled in front of them. You know, I... I continue to tell them what we've just spoken about earlier is follow your passion. There's jobs there, you know, work with somebody, you know, I'm a mentor for helicopter pilots, work with me, talk to me, let me help you, let me give you guidance. Well, you know, if you want to see in the helicopter industry, there's ways, but there's also a great opportunity with the airlines. You know, we have a lot of wonderful people that I'm watching coming through like our flight school here and watching them go on and building their careers as airline pilots. I have a gentleman that's been uh, just joining us that has just retired from one of the airlines and he's coming back to, you know, teaching and, you know, his stories about what an awesome career he's had and the experiences that he's had. I, I can't tell somebody not to take those opportunities, you know, and being dual rated. I mean, what an awesome, you know, Uh, position in life where, you know, maybe you are with the airlines and you fly those for a number of years and you get a great retirement and then come out and fly, you know, helicopters later. Uh, I mean, there's so many different options for people today, but yeah, those that come to me and say, Hey, you know, the airlines are willing to pay me to get my rating and to sign a contract and go fly airlines for a while. I would say, you know, give it a try. You know, we, I know as helicopter pilots, we, we think differently than maybe the airline guys do or the fixed wing guys do, but I think it's such an, a great opportunity to be able to expand our horizons, expand our, you know, our ratings to get experiences in all parts of aviation. I mean, like me, if you're an aviation junkie and you're flying, you're in the sky, there's just not a better place to be. Um, you know, flying air, airplanes compared to helicopters, you know, we're still lucky enough to have the sky as our office every single day. So, you know, I think being a helicopter pilot, and that is truly your passion, you know, it's, it is a tough decision to make, but, you know, in long term, you know, if you get the, the experience of being an airline pilot or, you know, the fixed wing world, you know, you're only making yourself a better person and really expanding your horizons. And, you know, Pam and I, are, we're both talking in generalities. You know, you have to look at your individual circumstances and say to your, you know, talk to your family, your friends, et cetera, and say, this is the direction I want to go. And I love what you said, you know, give it a try. I mean, you never know till you try, especially now where money's being thrown at you to get those ratings. And and I know people do both things. They, they fly fixed wing and they fly rotorcraft. I know corporate pilots that actually do both. I mean, in the same day, they're flying a jet and then they're flying a turbine helicopter. I mean, what's cooler than that? You know, that's a lot of fun to be dual rated like that. It is. And I've actually, I've got quite a few students here that are actually, that are flying corporate aircraft that are here getting their helicopter add-on because the companies do have both platforms. And, you know, they said, you know, some days they don't get an air or an um, a aircraft flight because they're only fixed wing. So they sit and watch the the rotor guys go out and fly. 
And but the guys that are dual rated, they get to fly both. And like you said, one, you know, they may fly an airplane in the morning and a helicopter in the afternoon. What a great experience. And, you know, just to be able to be so versatile for a company is just, you know, that says a lot for somebody that has spent the time, has worked hard to become that good of a pilot that they're able to, you know, be there for whatever their their company may need. You know, it's interesting that some people ask me, you know, why? Why are they dual rated? I, I have one example, and I'm sure, Pam, you can come with, up with many more. The One of the gentlemen I flew with, he had uh, two Gulfstreams and another helicopter, and he would land in Tampa, and he needed to get to a place outside of Orlando. Well, there weren't too many flights back and forth, and he didn't want to move the aircraft, so he actually was able to get to his destination much quicker to his meetings in Orlando at his other location by taking a helicopter after he landed in Tampa. So he'd fly very from very far away in the, hel- in the, excuse me, in the jet, land and take a helicopter to that destination. Uh, that's just one example. I'm sure, Pam, you have many more than that. Oh, there are. There's so many different, you know, scenarios. I mean, the helicopters are very versatile and where they can land and, you know, pick up and land and, you know, move around. And the jets will get you from point A to point B much faster than what a helicopter will. So both platforms have such, you know, such great usage. And to be able to have that type of travel you know, in your back pocket. So, you know, you want to go from one side of the country to the other, but then you need to get to a small farm somewhere, you know, fly your jet and then jump in a helicopter and fly, you know, to your farm and land or, you know, fly to a heliport in New York, um, fly to Key West and, you know, do island hopping or to the Bahamas and do island hopping because there may not be a runway somewhere for you to land. So, so both platforms have you know, are just so strong in how we can use them. But being dual rated just enables you to make sure that, you know, you get those jobs. When there's a corporation that needs pilots that have dual ratings, you know, you're going to be the first one that they're going to grab. They're not going to look at somebody when they say, well, I'll go back and get my other rating because they know that may be four, six, eight months. You know, you're kind of signing the contract right there and then. We've been talking a lot about pilots and uh, rotorcraft. Now, there are many other jobs in the rotorcraft world, which include mechanics, you know, we uh, flight nurses and medics and, and managers. Uh, there's a whole other side, which is in the medical industry that, of course, you know, you know, remember Paul Greco, he's a co-host, and he was a flight nurse for many years. He wound up working as an airline pilot. Uh, he misses certain aspects of being a flight nurse, uh, but it's it's a whole it's, it's a huge part of the industry. We we save so many lives using helicopters, and talking about something that is incredibly satisfying personally is to be a flight nurse, a medic, and or fly helicopters for these organizations. You had mentioned that uh, a lot of the jobs go up and down, like with the oil prices, and uh, I wasn't able to find the stats yet, but I'm sure that the majority are for oil, or are they on the uh, side of, of uh, you know doing medical transportation? Yeah, uh, the medical transportation, you know, those jobs are always going to continue to grow because as you know, hospitals want to cover their own area. The counties want to cover their own area. 
they will they're hiring more and more helicopters from different groups like right here um here in gainesville we have air methods that flies here which is one of our big helicopter ems companies i mean they do a lot of other stuff besides ems but the ones that come in here and they fly at to all the local airports uh taking patient transport from some of the big hospitals here in florida and the southeast and move them around but then university air center here in the fixed wing world also does organ transplant, patient transplant, uh, tissue harvesting. We move medical crews. So, you know, there's really a nice um, filter of where the flight nurses can go from an airplane to a helicopter, same, you know, and just transition in a day. So there's a lot of great opportunities for, you know, our flight crews. Um, Yeah, you were talking about all the different, you know, crews that we have, you know, or the you know, associated members in the helicopter industry from the mechanics to the flight crews. You know, we have dispatchers, we have just so many auxiliary personnel out there that rely on the helicopter industry as much as the fixed wing industry also. So I think in all aspects of rotor and fixed wing, we are growing. And that is a good thing. Uh, I have a one story I love to share is that a lot of folks uh, are opposed to helicopter operations at their local airports. A lot of the small airports that have helicopters uh, move into town, et cetera, that are doing this type of transportation or medical transportation. They get a little pushback. And uh, one of the success stories actually is uh, one of the gentlemen that was fighting. He was uh, had a large company, and I won't mention where it was, at, near this airport. And he complained about the helicopter noise. Well, that person's business uh, they had somebody get injured on the job, and if it wasn't for the helicopter coming in and picking up his employee, the the person uh, may not have made it. You know, he was uh, you know critically injured, and their ability to rush him out into the hospital uh, saved his life. Uh, so that actually changed this person's viewpoint on the helicopters. Obviously, the noise issue, but sometimes we don't realize. Uh, what we have here with this huge network of medical transportation. And it is amazing to be plucked from one place to the, and all of a sudden be on the operating table so quickly. So I, oh, without a doubt. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I, I, I'm sure you've seen that a bunch of times. <laughs> we do. We see it a lot, you know, from somebody being plucked off of, you know, one of the major intersect or highways you know, to people that are out on a farm or to the islands in the Bahamas, being able to be brought from a private island to a, um, you know, an airport where they can be transported quick by a jet. You know, those people couldn't get the life-saving um, treatment that they needed without having the helicopters as part of the industry. You know, there's just so many times that I've had people complain about helicopters. I mean, I was not flying anything medically, but I was flying doing a manatee count in Broward County in Florida. And I had a gentleman that called and complained about us flying low over a river. And when he heard what we were doing, he was actually an airline pilot. And when he heard what we were doing, he said, I had no idea how important that is to saving our manatees. And he said, you'll never hear me complain about a helicopter again. So, you know, most of the time we're not out there just trying to create havoc over people's homes we're actually doing jobs that are just so important to our community to our environment you know we're we're out there doing a job that you know can only be done by helicopters 
And now we're fighting some of those jobs because of drones. So, you know, hopefully people won't continue to complain about the helicopters and and give us a little bit of a break. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you you brought up a great point I wanted to talk about is is there's two things and we'll get into the first and second is is, as far as the getting into this industry as a helicopter pilot, how to build hours. But the drone thing, uh, it affects jobs in general and it affects fixed wing and rotorcraft. Uh, where do you see that and uh, what have you seen in, in, in the recent past as far as affecting the helicopter pilot industry? Well, you know, we did a lot of aerial photography um, and we still do, but we are definitely seeing a decrease in that because the drones have taken over. You know, they're not as expensive. They can get right next to a building. They can get over people without the noise. Um, you know, so there is definitely a place and a time for the drones, but the drones are also creating a little bit of havoc with our industry, too, because there are so many people that are out there thinking that they are toys and they don't think about when, you know, these drones fly up in front of an airliner that's carrying 200 passengers and it gets ingested into an engine. What it has just put the pilots and the crew through. Um, you know, how many lives it endangers. Uh, we've had drones that have affected aircraft all over the world, and it's it's getting worse. Um, I think our regulations need to be tightened up on these drones. I don't know how yet, um, but it's something that we need to be working on. I do believe drones have a place, without a doubt. Uh, the unmanned, you know, aerial surveillance is huge for our safety, for our security, our homeland security. Um, But just the general operators that have decided to go out and take pictures of the beach or their, you know, their neighbors or whatever, they, those are the ones that are causing major problems in our industry because they are flying them unsafely. Um, You know, they don't know the rules. They don't know the regulations. You know, but then there are those out there that are really trying hard to follow the rules and the regulations and do the right thing and operate their drones safely. And that's what we need in the industry. And we really need to keep promoting the safety as we do in you know, all aspects of the aviation world. Safety is number one. And I think really working with the folks out there that are operating the drones, we, we teach them more about the safety um, and you know, where they can operate. I think we all have a place in the industry. We all have jobs that we can do and all work well together. You know, we've had a lot of folks on that talk about drones and drone safety and, uh, you know, people that are promoting this industry as far as safety is concerned and and going more towards the professional aspect and, and forming professional organizations in the drone flying. I know uh, back when, when I started doing some seminars on Part 107, uh, some of the people that joined us uh, for those seminars were, were non-pilots, and they were wondering why they really needed to learn all this information. It seemed like it was a, a lot tougher uh, than they had realized because now they have to understand airspace and rules. And I just told them, listen, you're sharing the airspace with an airliner which, of which your family may be on. So it's really important that you operate it safely. Uh, and you're also flying over people. And it's important that those people that are underneath you stay safe 
also. So uh, it's really that simple. And uh, there's more to it than just getting up there and actually physically flying a, a plane. It's just like any aircraft. You know, there's a lot of people that know a lot about stick and rudder. Do you want them flying? Maybe, maybe not, because they don't have that decision-making process in their in their minds yet. That's why we go through this whole process of certification. One of the reasons we go through that is, uh, you know, we want to operate. We want to operate together. I think you bring up a good point. Uh, responsibly operate together because there's a, a very important role that the drones and the fixed wing and the helicopters play in the aviation world. You know, uh, one of the things, Pam. Correct. It, <laughs> one of the things that that really is is interesting is I get a lot of questions from people. You know, there's there's jobs out there uh, in helicopters, but I how do I get from here? Okay, I know I can go to a school, get the ratings to my job and the destination, whether it's flying uh, helicopters for medical transportation or oil rigs, et cetera. How do I fill that gap uh, and build my logbook up so that I can actually get hired? Well, you know, when you go through school and you're trained as a helicopter pilot, just like you are with fixed wing, you know, always look for a flight school that is busy. You know, there's a lot of, you know, the small flight schools, not as busy. They're not going to have the opportunity to be able to hire on more flight instructors. Um, one of the things that we do at University Air Center is I, I keep the flight school busy. I hire instructors so that they all are making paychecks. And that's why I tell my students, look for a flight school like us that are, that are busy. Um, then, you know, go on, show that you're a good student, you know, that you've got you know, integrity, you're of good moral character when you're going through all your training, show that you're a team player. And then when you're ready to get a job, you know, apply just like everybody else. Go in, make yourself look good, bring in a nice resume. You know, I know your company helps people get a good resume. Even if you're taking a resume to the place where you have been a student, it starts you on your professional career. But look for that, you know, busy flight school you know, apply as a flight instructor, build up your hours as a flight instructor. It's, you know, a lot of helicopter flight schools have closed in, you know, the recent history because of, uh, you know, the downturn of the industry, but they're starting to pick back up again. And you're starting to see a lot more helicopter students. So find a school that's busy, you know, or there's also tour companies. There's a lot of ag spraying companies that are looking for, you know, guys and girls that are right out of flight school that have two or 300 hours and can come out and do some of the basic flying. You know, there's a lot of opportunities there. Build up your hours. Uh, once you get to that magic 1,500 hours, you know, that's when most people go to the Gulf of Mexico and start flying the oil rigs or they go to Hawaii and fly tours or to the Grand Canyon. Those are all great opportunities to continue to build your hours. You know, the next magical hour in or number of hours in the helicopter industry tend to be around 3,000 hours to get into your corporate, your EMS, your firefighting, um, those areas. So, you know, there's stages that you got to go through. You got to kind of, you know, learn the ropes, pay your time, and then move through the industry. But there's a lot of great companies out there looking for low time pilots. You know, after they get the flight instructor you know, time under their belt, then, you know, doing tours, doing oil and gas, um, like I said, agricultural, there's a lot of areas to move into. A lot of great companies out there, too. You know, one of the things that on Rotocraft 
Craft Pro magazine. We put in job ads in our magazine. It's on our online. Uh, we're constantly out there talking to companies that are looking for pilots. That's a great resource. Um, the owner of Rotorcraft Pro magazine is also uh, Lynn Burks. He's also a helicopter pilot. You know, as I am myself, we're both mentors for the the Rotorcraft industry. And he also puts on Heli Success every year before Helicopter Expo. So those are great places to go to if you're looking for jobs. Heli Expo is just, you know, it's taking a kid and putting them in a candy store. If you're in the helicopter industry or want to be in the helicopter industry, you go in there and there's, you know, just thousands and thousands of booths. There's usually a hundred aircraft in there, but there's so many people that you can talk to and find out about the industry and what their companies are looking for, what the requirements are to become a pilot with their companies. But then right before Heli Expo is Heli Success that's put on by Rotorcraft Pro Magazine. And that is a wonderful opportunity to meet people that are out there that are hiring the oil and gas industry, the the EMS industry, you know, the ag industry. They're there to tell people what they're looking for and how to get started. I'm glad you brought that up because I, I really wanted to segue into that. Heli Success is awesome and uh, put on by by your magazine, Rotocraft Pro. If you get a chance, by the way, if you're listening right now on your device, you can actually go to the bottom. I have a, a link to a YouTube video that describes the Heli Success Career Development Seminar, but it describes it from the viewpoint of the individuals that were actually at the seminar. This is a really important video, and they go over so many things, just like we just talked about, focusing on the helicopter industry. Industry. It's not just pilots, mechanics, everything, managers. Uh, it talks about you know resume tips and tricks, and uh, you know having a good attitude, you know advancement through the industry. Just what Pam talked about. There's many different things out there, and if you ever go to Heli Expo, uh, this is one of those things you really need to go and and visit is the Heli Success because of the fact that people are there. There's recruiters there, number one, from a practical standpoint, and you're going to be able to learn a whole bunch from all the really good speakers, just like Lynn has a ton of experience, and there's many other speakers that are there that are sharing their knowledge, of, and they want you to succeed, and that's the most important thing. So check out that video because uh, it's really inspirational as to what they do there, and I think that's awesome, uh, those seminars that you do at, at Rotocraft Pro, the Heli Success. I think that that's a real neat resource for everybody. It's easy to find. Uh, all those resources, by the way, what we've been talking about is uh, the website's called JustHelicopters.com. You can also search for Rotocraft Pro and, uh, in Google, and you'll come to JustHelicopters.com. It's a conglomerate of many different websites that have come together with a magazine. And the job board, I think, is awesome. Concerning the job board, from an employee standpoint, is, is that going to – do you folks charge for that for me to put a resume out there? No, we actually don't. Um, you know, there's – the companies that are putting on some, you know, big ads that, you know, we charge them. We want to make sure that our pilots are able to put some information out there and be able to, you know, continue to enhance our industry. So we try not to charge them. Uh, we do ask that, you know, that you subscribe to the magazine and be part of the magazine. And uh, the cost of the magazine, I was just going to, I was wondering if you could relate that to us possibly. And 
I don't have that number off the top of my well, head. We'll, we'll find it. It's right there. On, <laughs> it, it's easy to find on their website. It just we'll we'll have people go to the website and check that out because they're actually different um, services that you also have there. And right. by the way. Another thing we have to talk about is uh, just that people are very passionate about helping other people get into aviation and to get into the world of helicopters. And the way they do that is through scholarships. I think that is the neatest thing. And that's, of course, since we've published aerospacescholarships.com, uh, it has is, is really taken off. We have over $50 million of scholarships available. And the area that's been growing a lot is actually in the helicopter field. The organization that I know the most about, and I'm sure there's others out there, and we have them in the in the scholarships guide, is a, an organization called the Helicopter Foundation International. It's a nonprofit, and they give away many different scholarships. I think it's around 19 scholarships they gave away last year, including maintenance and ratings, you know, for your pilot ratings, and for safety, for people going into the safety aspect, and for managers. There's many different aspects there in the helicopter world. It's incredibly dynamic. And one of the cool things about hanging around with all these helicopter pilots is they're incredibly passionate about what you, what they do. That is, is, I don't hear them complain hardly at all about their jobs. They absolutely love it. And it's just such a neat industry to be in. Even if you don't fly helicopters, you know, I've taken lessons in helicopters, but it's so cool to hang out with them and discuss things because they just light up when they talk about the flying that they're doing and the stories that they tell. Just absolutely wonderful. But the, uh, and one of the, again, you can go to justhelicopters.com to find out more about all those uh, different uh, seminars, their subscriptions, etc. And the Heli Success Career Development Seminar is really important. So, yeah, there's also just, uh, just, just real brief. Mm hmm. Their great group, um, Whirly Girls, Whirly that Girls, also yes. do a lot of scholarships for the young lady. Yeah, that are trying to get into the industry. Great group of really helping the the helicopter side of things. You know, we we're talking earlier. I wanted to just also mention that in our Rotorcraft Pro magazine, we have just started a new column about uh, civil or military folks looking to get into the civilian world. So we have a military to civilian column that's just come out and also one about maintenance and a lot of good information in there for folks that are looking at getting into the industry, but not necessarily the pilot side of it, or, you know, ones that are coming out of the, the military that are looking to go civilian now. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because there's a, a lot of people that are doing that right now, doing the transition. And by the way, the Whirly Girls, that's another one we have uh, that in the scholarships guide. What a terrific organization that is. And I know you've been involved with that for, for quite some time. Uh, yep. With that said, uh, interested in hearing from you about the, you know, there's many people from many different backgrounds getting into aviation on the fixed wing side. Uh, how about on, on the helicopter side? Are we seeing an uptick as far as young people and also uh, in, in females getting into the helicopter world? We are. You know, it's it's fun to see all these young folks that are coming in and they are, you know, they're going through college. You know, I'm in a college town here in um, Gainesville for University of Florida, go Gators. I know that's <laughs> a, a little bit against what Carl likes. But, um, you know, we do have a lot of students that are coming in here that are looking to start their careers in whatever path, you know, from finance to communication to law. And they're saying, you know what, but we really want to be pilots. Maybe it's not that we're going to be professional pilots, but we want to be good general aviation pilots. 
And so I'm really seeing an uptick in that with uh, a lot of folks coming in through, you know, the helicopter side. We've added helicopters here at University Air Center. And so I'm seeing more and more people showing an interest in that, which has been kind of slow for the last couple of years. But, you know, they're they're looking at their careers and knowing that they, you know, they may want to be a CPA, but they also want to have general aviation as part of their life. Uh, I also have quite a few clients that come through that have their businesses that have been, you know, professional, you know, in whatever genre of life and are now coming back and want to be able to fly. Some have said that they want to fly professionally. Some want to just fly for fun. Um, You know, we even have our retired airline guys that are coming back and that want to do flight instruction. You know, that's, that's amazing to me. I just think that there's, we have such a great, um, you know, plethora of people that are joining aviation and coming back around in aviation. So we have a really nice mixture of people that are coming through. And that's terrific that we're growing that society. And what better than getting somebody who has a ton of experience coming through, especially like an airline pilot that can pass that along to, to the newer pilots. Um, you also, you, you work at University Air uh, Flight School and you have helicopters. I didn't realize you guys had helicopters now. So what, uh, what type of helicopters do you have there and uh, what type of ratings would they get at your school? Well, you know, I'm a helicopter person. I got to have helicopters wherever I go. <laughs> so um, when I joined University Air Center, they were a strictly fixed wing flight school, which they will take anybody, instrument, commercial, multi-engine, um, ATP, you know, on up. So when we came here, we brought the helicopter in. We have a Robinson R44 that's here right now. Um, we are hoping to expand our fleet as the business grows here now that uh, people know that we're here and hopefully bring in some, you know, we have the opportunity of possibly bringing in some more Robinsons, uh, hopefully bringing in a turbine helicopter here soon. Um, so to come here, you can, again, be private, instrument, commercial, CFI, CFII, ATP. We can take you all the way through. We have um, myself as one of the instructors. We also have another young man who is also one of our flight instructors that's able to take a student from zero all the way through. So we are really growing the helicopter side of things. Um, you know, I I came in stomping and chomping and saying, okay, we got to bring helicopters in here. And a lot of people that have their fixed wing, you know, license are coming in going, hey, you know, that's cool. We We wanted to do an add-on. So we're getting a lot of add-ons also. So when I, I decide to finish my helicopter add-on, I think I'm going to head up there. And um, But is it okay if I wear my Aggie shirt while I'm doing my lessons? I won't fly with you. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's interesting how aviation brings our different worlds together. You know, we, we kid with each other about me being an Aggie, you know, you being a Gator. I actually... Did one of the first flights uh, when the Texas A&M is I'm a fan of, and the first flight when we joined the SEC, and it was a plane full of of uh, Gators, Gator fans that I had to fly. And interestingly enough, we had a mechanical issue, and during that that whole process, I had to explain to people. I said, you know, I'm I, I apologize. I said it'll be fixed in the next 45 minutes, etc. And I, I'm not doing this just because 
I'm an Aggie fan. It, it truly, we, we need to get this fixed because of safety. And it went silent for a second. And then this is, of course, right after the game that we lost. And somebody in the back said, well, welcome to the SEC. And uh, <laughs> everybody started laughing. Uh, but but it was, it was kind of interesting how that those two worlds joined together, which is, is the way it is in, in many things in life, but uh, especially with aviation. We all have our different passions, uh, whether it be in sports and, and flying. But uh, you do find that people in aviation are usually very passionate passionate about certain things, especially when it comes to sports. Uh, so yes. kind of kind of an interesting thing there. Uh, haven't done a study on why, but it, but it is quite interesting. Uh, but I w- I'd love to come up there and take a flight with you, and, and we're going to do that, And because uh, now that we're a lot closer, it'd be easier. Uh, but also, we want to make sure that the listeners, I mean, this has been some great information, and I know, Pam, you've been a great resource in the past, and we thank you for that. You know, people can write in feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com, and we will forward those questions to her i know you've heard her years ago on the on the podcast and and now she's in a different place and we'll get that information to pam and i know you really uh have questions and it's been some really good questions very thoughtful questions so i'd love to send them along to pam and she's been more than willing to answer those but what is the best way uh or where can they find you on the internet i think uh, a couple of those websites just helicopters.com and where else yeah, um, you know, I can be reached through just helicopters. It's pam.landis at rotorcraftpro.com. Uh, you can reach out to me also at the Air Center here. It's paml at universityaircenter.com. So I'm available. I try and answer emails very quickly. Uh, can, I'm usually in the office here at the airport pretty much every day, but I'm working for the magazine. I work for, like I said, the the airport. I also lease helicopters through Touchstone Helicopters. So you can usually find me just about anywhere. Um, but yeah, reach out to me, uh, reach out to Carl, send emails to him. He'll forward them on to me. I'd love to hear what people are thinking and saying, and if there's anything I can help with and be a mentor towards uh, if you just have a question and you're not sure which direction to go, call me. If it's not here to University Air Center, I will help get you to the right place that's going to be a good fit for you. I think there's we, you, we need to have our young people or the people who are just coming into aviation reach out to you know the old timers like myself and Carl and you know some of the other people I have working around me that I'm so blessed to have with every day. You know, we'll, we want to help you get a good start and get you to the right place that's the right fit. Well, we've been speaking with Pam Landis, and uh, this has been terrific having you here, a true mentor and an advocate for helicopters. And, you know, you, you really have been somebody that's been, been promoting aviation in general in everybody everybody's lives, you know, whether you're going rotocraft, fixed wing, et cetera. But also I love the fact that you stress to people to follow their passion uh, and, and move forward with their careers, and that's been terrific. A uh, true ambassador for the aviation industry, so I really appreciate you for that. Uh, Pam, again, thanks for being here. Uh, and if someone has questions, gosh, they can they can find feedback at Aviation Cares Podcast. She gave you that email address. We'll have those links at the bottom of the show notes. And Pam, I can't wait to come up and fly with you. Carl, it would be my honor. I look forward to it. Come up and we'll go show you what Gainesville looks like from the air. Uh, I would I would love to see it at a, a closer altitude than being at 35,000 feet. <laughs> so. There you go. Yeah, 500 feet is beautiful. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Well, folks, I, I appreciate your listening today. And also, uh, what I'd like you to do is take a look at those show notes, uh, talking about the scholarships. We have many of those. There's lots of links on the website here to everything we talked about. But one of the things that I think that everybody should do, no matter what it is and, and where you are in your life, is to always 
always make sure that you are constantly moving in a direction forward in your career or in forward in your life in general. Uh, no matter what you do, try to do something. Do something now. Do something today that'll enable you to move forward in your career. Just take that one small step, and that one small step today will make you move towards your career. And you know what? In another year, two years, it's going to be amazing. It's going to like going to be this huge leap forward in your career by just taking one step right now. I, I encourage you to do that. Listen to podcasts, email us, ask Pam questions, and do that. Do that today. Do that now once you turn off this podcast. We'll talk to you soon, and uh, next episode we'll talk to you. Safe flying, and again, this has been great having Pam Landis. If you have questions, feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. You have been listening to Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. This aviation podcast is produced by the Valeri Aviation Corporation. Although host or guests may receive compensation for products and services discussed in this podcast, compensation never influences our opinion. Before purchasing any product or service, you should always do your own research. Music by Billy Wheeler, all rights reserved.